Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, and you're listening to the CFI podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. What is the best way to give a student pilot criticism? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com and you are listening to the CFI, the Certificated Flight Instructor Podcast brought to you by M0A.com and brought to you by in addition to our CFI referral program where we pay you. Anytime your student purchases a product from M0A.com, we actually pay you as a part of that sale. Go ahead and email Scott Carson. He's the director of our CFI partner program. His email is scott, S-C-O-T-T, at M-Z-E-R-O-A.com. Scott at M-Z-E-R-O-A.com. Tell him that you heard about the CFI partner program on the CFI podcast, and he'll get you set up and we'll start sending you checks for all the purchases your students make on m0a.com. Let's talk about this though for a moment. How can we get better as CFIs and CFIIs at giving students criticism? This was a hard one for me. It is not in my nature to criticize people. If anything, I'm guilty of sugarcoating everything. Well, you know, it could have been better, but geez, you really tried hard, and you can't be that as a CFI all the time. Now, to the other extent, you can't be that hard-nosed CFI that everything they do is wrong. That's not just standards. There is a happy medium between the two. There's a big difference in criticizing uh, someone and just downright beating them down sometimes. We'll talk about that. As a CFI, you can't sugarcoat everything, though. What happens is you need to be honest with your students. And let me share with you in that a story. I had what I now know uh, to be a great private pilot CFI when I was doing my training. But at the time, it sure didn't feel that way. She gave me what I now realize as a lot of tough love in a way. It was, my training was so difficult. She was just always brutally honest with me. And as a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid, that was hard sometimes. And maybe if you've been following M0A.com for a while, you know this story. I was one flight away from Solo. And my instructor said to me, Jason, if you can land on this little runway, it was runway eight at the Ocala airport, which is uh, no wider than a country road, looks more like a taxiway, if anything, and is awfully short with a hump in the middle of it. She said, listen, if you can land on this runway, I'll solo you which we know from previous episodes of the, of the CFI podcast, it isn't a good idea to tell a student when you're going to actually solo them. But here I am, a 16 or 15, about to be 16-year-old kid, and I accepted that challenge because, after all, I wanted to solo on my birthday, right? 
So I'm coming on in and I'm way left of center and I'm way right of center and just seeing a smaller runway, that sight picture was really just playing with my mind and really all over the place and we're coming in and I'm left and I'm right. I just can't get this thing. I'm just, I have these dynamic oscillations, but left and right of the runway, um, back and forth and back and forth. And finally, I am just way right of the runway at about 100, maybe 50 feet, let's say. And my instructor says, Jason, what are you going to do? I said, well, I guess I'm going to go around. And a go around is the last thing I wanted to do because in my mind, I needed to show her that I could land this airplane so I could solo, right? Well, I was flying a Cherokee 140. And on my go around, a typical procedure would be, you know, full power and work out those flaps and increments. That's not the procedure I'd followed because we had hardly practiced go arounds. Instead, what I did is I reached for the flaps, and those of you who've flown a Cherokee 140 have seen it, it's that old, almost like an emergency brake in a minivan type, type flaps, right there in the middle in between the seats. I grabbed it, and I took out all the flaps, 30 degrees of flaps, all at once. What do you think happened to that airplane? We fell like a rock. Landed in the grass, Thankfully missed all runway and lights and signs because we were just that far right of the runway. My first soft field landing was uneventful uh, as my CFI had to take over the controls. The grass wasn't really mowed uh, in that area. We we're getting bumped all around as we made our unapproved soft field landing. Thankfully, the, airport, the Ocala Airport wasn't towered at that point. She takes over the controls, pulls back on that yoke, gives it some power to keep us moving forward, pops us up on the taxiway. Uh, a few curse words later, literally says the words to me, Maybe you're not meant to be a pilot. And you hear those words and literally saying them to this day still kind of cuts me because I mean, I can picture that day to a T in my mind as I have played that story over and over and over in my head. Maybe I'm not meant to be a pilot. Now, let me ask you this. Would there have been a better way to do that? Because here's what happened is I had a flight lesson the next day. I canceled it. I was mysteriously sick, as you can imagine. I had a flight lesson later that week. I canceled it. I still was sick, in quotation marks. The truth is, I didn't want to face my CFI again. I am sure I was the talk of the airport in my mind. She was telling everybody I was going to show up and everyone would be whispered under their breath and pointing fingers, oh, that's the guy that missed the runway and landed in the grass. I was so embarrassed that I didn't want to ever fly again. And I realized a lot of it was tough love for my CFI, who was a great CFI, but maybe could have expressed things a little bit differently. What have, would have been a better way to do this? Because think about it. Put yourself back into your student pilot days because we've all made screw-ups. Maybe they weren't as big as my screw-up, but we've all made screw-ups. And do we really need our CFI, or in our case now you, do you really need to emphasize to that student how bad they screwed up? Because I'd have a pretty good idea that they know that they screwed up. Do we need to continue to beat the point home? What I needed to know was why. Why couldn't I get the airplane on centerline? 
What, you know, at the time, I didn't understand a go-around procedure. I didn't understand that taking out all the flaps at once was going to cause me to drop. Heck, I, I had less than 10 hours at this point. I didn't understand it all. So what I needed to know was why. I didn't need to know that, Jason, you really screwed that up. Because trust me, I had a pit in my stomach that told me I really screwed up. And I understand she would have been okay with uh, some cursing and, and, and jumping on the controls and saving the day. And geez, don't ever do that again. I'd have been okay with that. And then maybe after my hand stopped shaking from being so nervous, we could have sat down and said, listen, it's okay. Let me explain to you why what you did was wrong and what we can do so it never happens again. That would have been, that, that's what I needed in that moment, but it didn't happen. Instead, I heard the words that maybe you're not meant to be a pilot. Maybe you're not meant to fly, which certainly isn't what I wanted or needed to hear because at that time, I believed it. You know, as CFIs, you're more than just a flight instructor. You're a mentor. You are a coach. And in some cases, you're a therapist because the things you say your students really believe and take action on. And you need to be so careful with the words that come out of your mouth when giving a student's criticism. A student needs to know why, but it's so hard to just tell them why when you're frustrated with a student. Go watch the trailer for the movie Flying Again. You wanna see Jason Shepard frustrated Go watch either the Flying Again movie, which by the time you listen to this podcast, there's a very good chance it'll be out. We're doing a 50-city theatrical release coming to a theater, literally a movie theater near you, as well as DVD, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, uh, all that sort of typical video-on-demand stuff. You'll be able to see it. You want to see Jason frustrated, go watch that, or just go watch the trailer on flyingagainmovie.com, the main trailer, and you'll see me flying with Bill Clayton, who is now a good friend, but the time... It was so hard flying with him. It was so stressful that we flew for seven days straight and we couldn't get basic things down. And I jokingly say, I don't believe it made it in the cut, but in the actual movie, but for the first few days, I was just a lifeguard. Bill would do something dangerous and I would jump in and save the day. Just like a kid who doesn't know how to swim jumping in the pool and the lifeguard has to keep jumping in after him. That was me when I was frustrated. But the reason we have a happy ending to that is because I had to stop and say, listen, I'm frustrated. You're frustrated. Let's, let, let's stop flying now. Let's go get some rest. Let's talk about it again in the morning. And let's talk about why. Sometimes it's hard to talk about it in that moment. If my instructor would have said to me after I just had that off, you know, miss the runway soft field landing, hey, Jason, let's talk about that why this went wrong. I might have sat there, but I might have sat there passively because I was too, I was too scared. I wasn't taking in what, he, what she was really saying. So maybe sometimes a night's rest. You can, you can still talk to your student, but maybe talk about it more the next day with them or the next lesson. Really, the next day would be great, even if it's just on the phone. It's hard sometimes when you are frustrated with a student because they know and they feel your frustration as well. You know, sometimes the truth hurts, but you can't just criticize. 
When you're frustrated, you criticize. When a student really needs you to explain why. Because the student doesn't understand why you're upset with them sometimes. They know they screwed up, but they don't know why. Parents out there will get this. It's like a child. A child needs to know why that is wrong. A child needs to know why you're upset with them. A student-instructor relationship, as, as crazy of an analogy as it sounds, is so similar. Your students need to know why they screwed up. Now, there is one exception to this rule. And it's a student I've dealt with, but I promised myself I would never deal with again. And it's the student who screwed up, but doesn't know they've screwed up. And I've dealt with students like this before. And maybe they know they've screwed up, but they continue on anyways and just don't even care they've screwed up and mistakes begin to compound. Then you need to show them why. And maybe you're smiling now because you've had a student like this before that's made mistakes and acted like they were no big deal. Don't worry about it. Those are the students I worry about. You know, Scott uh, talks about this in his Inspire Aviation podcast, which, by the way, is great for you guys with student pilots. Uh, it's on the m 0 channel, just Inspire Aviation, if you search it in iTunes. Great place to send your budding uh, student pilots as well as to our private pilot podcast. But he talks about it when he interviews everybody, and it's like, did you have a, um, a moment where you scared yourself in an airplane? And all these guys who are great pilots all have that moment or like, geez, that was really dumb. It's the pilots who say, no, nah, I've never done anything that scared myself in an airplane that I worry about because things to them sometimes aren't a big deal. And those kind of students, I work, uh, I work extra hard uh, on them so they understand why they screwed up. And sometimes I let them humble themselves uh, a little bit. And by humble themselves, I mean when they think they're doing great, I let them kind of have a, a hard landing uh, in there, which is hard because it's my airplane sometimes. Um, just to kind of say, listen, you, you've got you've to listen to what I'm telling you here. Let me show you why that was a, a bad landing. Let's go back a bit. My flight control is here for a second. Show your students why. Rather than getting frustrated, rather than just criticizing, you can give them constructive criticism, but show them why. And next time you find yourself frustrated with a student, first ask yourself, why am I frustrated with them? And then show them what they're doing wrong and what they could do to fix it. Sometimes my flight controls is a great thing to say to show students why. Guys, thanks so much for making this entire series, the Private Pilot Podcast, Instrument Pilot Podcast, Commercial Pilot Podcast, this Certificated Flight Instructor Podcast, and Inspire Aviation, the top five aviation podcasts on iTunes. We couldn't do it without you guys, without your reviews, without your feedback, without your comments, without you sharing it with your friends on your social media outlets. We are so blessed for all you guys do. Do check out our CFI partner program by emailing scott, scott at m 0 a Check that out. Also check out his Inspire Aviation podcast. Send it along to your students. And Scott is always looking for guests on that Inspire Aviation podcast. If you have a great story to tell, uh, we'd love to chat more with you about it. Email scott, scott at m0a.com. Guys, thanks so much for all you do. Enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.